the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. And you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. AM 560, WFIL.com, or perhaps using the WFIL app. You can download that free from our site, WFIL.com. Had sun earlier, big puffy clouds, a little raindrop spitting this afternoon. A bit, 65 for the high. On the cloudy side tonight, 43 for the low. Back to sunshine for a while tomorrow. Some clouds again tomorrow afternoon, looks like, and a high of 68. Flyers won 4-2 in their season finale last night. One of the bright spots, Joel Farabee, rookie, uh, young guy. Sure, I think this is his first season. Two goals, finished with 20 on the year. Phillies at Washington tonight at 7.05. Sixers at Indiana this evening at 8. We bring aboard our buddy, chum and pal, Mike. Mike. Can I call you Mike? People call you Mike? Mike is fine. Yeah. 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 My mom always uttered Michael when I was, you know, in trouble, but... <laughs> Yeah, no trouble today, Tim. Hey, uh, great to be with you, man. Michael Woolworth is uh, with Bible League. Hey, Tim, let me tell you, I, I'm excited to be back uh, for this uh, second day. I mean, obviously I didn't ruin it the first day, right? You invited me back. Absolutely. But, um, we're doing kingdom business today. Listen, I, my only regret, as I said yesterday, is coming without the actual math, but some quick mathematics on my end tells me that your listeners over the, about the 10 to 15 years that we've worked together have sent literally thousands and thousands of Bibles so that Christians around the world can open God's Word, be reminded of His precious promises. Can you imagine going through the last year or so and not being able to open First uh, Peter 5, 7 and read where Peter writes, cast your cares on Him for He cares for you. And so uh, I know that's meant everything to you, Tim, to my family, and many of you listening right now. And so the Christians that we're talking about in our time together, we'll now have uh, really that that honor as well, to be able to open God's Word and be reminded of His precious promises. Can I give you and your listeners an update on where we are? I'd love that. Hey, listen, we agreed uh, a couple of months ago to address um, the other pandemic. I know that's a bad word, but anyway, the other pandemic, what is that? A severe shortage of Bibles available on the continent of Africa. Tim, it's here where Christianity is growing in the greatest numbers in the world. Back in 1900, the Christian community numbered about 10 million. Today, it's more than 400 million. But this is a place where getting your hands on a Bible is like pulling teeth. I mean, it's very, very difficult. We shared some of those reasons yesterday. We'll kind of reiterate those as we go along today. But we said, can we do this for 2,200 Bibleist believers? Can we give them the Word of God in their own language? And so uh, here's where we are today. You know, effectively, we started about zero yesterday, you could, you could say. I mean, we primed the pump a little bit, had some early activity. But we started at zero. We set the goal of 2,200. And with a very generous set of gifts today, including a $1,500 gift from Carmen of Audubon, New Jersey. Carmen, thank you for that gift. We are right now about 900 Bibles, about 40% of the way to our goal. And Tim, if we could, first of all, let me say, we rejoice over every single gift that's made. We we know it could be a difficult time uh, to give. In fact, you know what? I talked to the management of this station. I said, look, I, I know it's tough. Times are still tough. You're on the East Coast. You're in you know, you're in greater Philly. I mean, is this right? And they said, you know what? It's who we are. It's who our listeners are. And you're proving that as we go into day number two. We're at 900 Bibles. And Tim, real quickly, we could be at the halfway mark. If we could see 10 listeners in these first few moments together make a gift of 20 Bibles, that would be $100 each. We could say we're at the halfway point. We want to wrap this up by the end of May. We want to make as much headway as we can today. But all of that to say, great to be at this point. And Tim, looking forward to sharing some some audio from uh, heroes of the faith, people that we work with at Bible League, and to give your listeners really an in-depth look at the Christians that we'll be supporting in this campaign that we're calling Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. That's excellent. I love that. Michael Woolworth with Bible League is with us. If you'd like to help out, 
whether it's a single Bible for $5 or, uh, as you mentioned, uh, from Audubon, what was the name again? Uh, who did 15? Carmen. Carmen. Thank you, Car- Carmen. Yeah, a gift of $1,500. That's 300 Bibles that Carmen said. I'll do that. Or somewhere in between or somewhere above. Uh, the word floodgates comes out, Michael. We talked about 2,200 Bibles, and, and I think context is important for people to feel uh, like, you know, we can accomplish something together. Because I think maybe you would know this working with Bible League, that probably sometimes people don't get involved in something because they just feel like the, the need is always so big. Uh, do I make a lot of difference? Uh, or, or there's no sense of urgency, perhaps, uh, necessarily. And so we're trying to kind of pull that together a little bit by having that goal of 2,200. Uh, and, and so far, so very good, which is wonderful. Uh, but I also, but I also keep coming back to that floodgates um, word, knowing that last year when we had that goal, we actually went up blowing by it by God's grace. Mm. And I, I would just be kind of neat because it's still early in the month. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see something, something very special happen where uh, there's a there's a, a wonderful. I don't know what the word is, but just a magnet, a magnet of people coming to the cause and wanting to help. And because the need, as you know, is is even much greater than that. But if we get that twenty two hundred number, that's a that's a you know job well done. So uh, if you want to help out, eight hundred yes word action point there eight hundred yes word or on our site, very easy. It's the uh, open uh, the floodgates Bibles for Africa banner on our site, and either way, it just takes a couple of minutes to do. So take us around the world, Michael. Where should we go? Hey, you know, let's let's do that. And like I say, we think it's incumbent upon us at Bible League. We're asking you to invest half a world away to let you know exactly who is on the receiving end of the Bibles you'll be sending today. Let's take your listeners, and we begin this hour, to the country of uh, Zambia. This is the place where the famous missionary David Livingstone, you recognize that name, yeah. carried out years of ministry. I'm sure that the success that we enjoy there, uh, that, uh, that man uh, paved the way for that. But play this audio cut from a man by the name of Pastor Amadi, and let me come back and share with you an amazing story from the country of Zambia, Africa. I've been to several countries where the Bible League is operating. I have seen that uh, though even those other countries that claim to have a relative calm and they are at peace, uh, the greatest need is the Word of God because I see that hunger that people are looking for the Word of God. You can even find People who have never gone to the Bible college, they are fired up to go and preach the Word of God. So you find the greatest need to be the Word. Tim, that guy's got some pipes, doesn't he? You have any, <laughs> have any voice work you want him to do? <laughs> you have his number? Yes, I can think of a lot of things we could use him for. Uh, what a godly man. A man by the name of Omadi is uh, one of our affiliates uh, there in uh, the country of uh, Zambia, Africa. What's he saying? Hey, I'll say this, Tim. I don't come today with the answers to all the geopolitical issues that face Africa. If you follow international news, you know it is a difficult part of the, of the world, especially if you are a professing believer living out your faith uh, against all the persecution, the poverty, the corruption that's there. But what we're applying today is the lens of what? Scripture. We're looking through Scripture. We know that the Bible is the answer. That's what that pastor just said. And uh, let me take you to, again, to Zambia, not far from uh, the capital of Lusaka, and tell you about a man by the name of Shadrach. Who is he? An elder in the Shanti Church. Um, he had word that an attack was coming from Islamic extremists, uh, Tim. And sure enough, one uh, week uh, that uh, attack came. It actually came during a worship service uh, in an attempt to uh, defend the congregation. Shadrach had a handgun. He used that uh, in self-defense, shot a man by the name of Ishmael, didn't kill him, but was able to nurse him back to health in Christian love. The man was a livestock farmer, so he, he nursed his livestock. He also had a daughter who couldn't read, couldn't write, and he gave her the gift of literacy. Let me tell you what happened. The entire family would come to embrace Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but it does not end there. Eighty extremists. Some of those who were part of the attack that happened on that church that day, not too long ago, have come to Jesus Christ in, in their quest. Tim, they were seeking Allah in, in their extremism. What did they do? They found Jesus Christ. I mean, an absolutely incredible story of Christians willing to suffer on the front lines on the, continent, on the continent of Africa. And we get to step into the story today. There's a need for at least 80 Bibles. I would say roughly 150 would meet the needs of that uh, relatively new church in Zambia, Africa. And, you know, Tim, that's why you're, you're, the show today, our time together, is so important. Most of us don't wake up and say, 
Uh, I wonder what's going on in Africa, but the time that we are spending today investing in these brothers and sisters, even half a world away, will bring them exactly what they're praying for, and that is a Bible. Five dollars will send a Bible, a need right now for 150 Bibles in this remote village in Zambia, Africa. How many can you send today? Number 800, yes, word, 800, yes, word, or right on our site, wfil.com. I have a Manila folder here. Michael Woolworth with Bible League is joining us today, day two of our conversation. And I uh, will print off scripture verses and or passages from time to time that I perhaps read during time with the Lord or in some other reason. And I'll have them just because every now and again, you know, you can't go wrong strictly reading God's Mm -hmm. word. Right. So I I just even I'll just share one right here. Just uh, I was reading Moses in the burning bush not too long ago. And it was interesting that a lot of folks know that story. It just says, uh, verse four says, when the Lord saw Moses had gone over to see the bush, he called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Don't come any closer. God said, take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. And then the Lord goes on and talks about, I've seen the Israelites suffering. I'm going to bring them out. Uh, of Egypt. And then uh, it, it says, uh, in verse 12, God said, I will be with you because Moses is like, well, who am I to go to Pharaoh? God mm. said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. And I remember reading that verse thinking, wait, Moses is worried about going to Pharaoh and doing these signs and, and doing what God's telling him to. And God says, okay, here's your sign. When it's mm. all over, you're going to worship me on this mountain. And it's, I, I hadn't usually think about the sign coming before, like God, give me a sign so I can move. And this mm. was an example of God telling him what to do and says, after you've moved, I'll show you that you did the right thing. You know, and it was just an encouragement to me to remember, yeah. you're not yeah. going to always have the, all the affirmation you want right before. Just go ahead. God told you. And then you're going to, God will confirm it after the fact. So that's something that I wouldn't have had if I didn't have a copy of the word of God to read. And that's just one example, you know? Yeah. So that's what you're giving yeah, people. Absolutely. You're giving people life. With these well, you know, I mentioned uh, yesterday, you know, what we're actively doing is helping them become faithful Bereans. That's really kind of a not only an, an invitation, but an urging um, in the New Testament where, where uh, the uh, Bereans were singled out, but not merely for receiving the word with eagerness, but why? Checking the scriptures they had to make sure that what they were being taught was the good old-fashioned uh, gospel, and that's exactly what we're helping these uh, believers do today. Tim, let me, uh, thanks for sharing that uh, passage. I, I love that. Titus 2, the Word teaches us how to live in a wise and right way, a way that shows true devotion to God. That's Titus 2. How would you learn? How would you learn? Ha- having been a part of all the isms that are part of Africa, right? Islam, uh, paganism, um, animism, all the isms we, we, we talk about, how would you know uh, what pleases God, how he wants us to live, right? The assurances he wants us to have, the promises he wants us to cling to, if you couldn't open the Bible. And listen, a lot of these villages that I've visited on that continent, Tim, the, I tell you, they're godly pastors. I, I thank God for these, uh, for these people, that they, they, they preach solidly from the Word. Uh, they're shepherding. They're paying a dear price for it. Talked about a pastor yesterday who has been beaten and jailed, you know, threatened with death. But nonetheless, uh, he takes his role very, very seriously. And their prayer today is, is not for an end to all the suffering. They know God's working through it. They've never asked me when I've asked, how can we pray for you, to go, hey, go on that station in Philly and plead for an abrupt end to, uh, to our uh, suffering. They know God's working through it. But the prayer is to endure, it's to persevere, to grow in the grace and knowledge. And you can do that when you have the Word of God in your own language. And, Tim, we've set a goal of 2,200 Bibles to make that more personable. We want to put the Bible into the hands and hearts of 22 believers that we know by name in specific villages on the continent of Africa where Christianity is growing in the greatest numbers in the world. And yet at Bible League, we estimate that in many of the countries, uh, sub-Saharan Africa, where we serve, as many as nine of ten cannot put their hands on a Bible. And let me say thanks to Lawrence of uh, Alden. We've had a, a gift of 20 Bibles. Uh, Wally of, uh, uh, um, I think it's Ben isn't it? Uh, ben Salem. 20 Bi- yeah. Salem, yeah, thank you. 20 Bibles. Carol, thanks for your gift from Toylestown. Uh, Clifton of Norristown, a gift of 50 Bibles. We've heard earlier from uh, Patricia of uh, Marlton, New Jersey. And then I mentioned this gift. Carmen, thank you for this from Audubon, New Jersey, a, a gift of $1,500 
enough for 300 Bibles. Tim, that puts us effectively at about 900 Bibles toward our goal of 2,200 Bibles. And when we get there, we believe we will, we will sing the Hallelujah Chorus. And frankly, it'll be gifts of all sizes. And since we've begun and effectively began at zero, we've had gifts of all sizes. So, Tim, your listeners, they get this. They understand we're speaking to them. We're not telling them exactly what to give, but we're certainly urging them, inviting them to be a part of this kingdom work today. And again, always a joy to be with you, uh, Tim, and to uh, share these audio cuts. Got more stories coming. No uh, passport needed today. and We promise there'll be no uh, jet lag tomorrow morning, okay? <laughs> I love that. Yes. Michael Woolworth with Bible League has traveled the world and has some great uh, audio to share so you can understand better where your contribution would go and how it would be used and the blessing it can be and also the need that still remains. Uh, we'll, we'll share some more of those as the hour unfolds. So just have a brief break back in just a moment. Uh, but if you want to call and help, it's simply 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. That's 800-967-9673. Or right on our homepage at WFIL.com, there's the Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa banner, and you can help out that way as well. $5 per, one's great. Uh, you know, two, five, ten, whatever you want to do, 100 500 it's all up to you. Whatever you'd like to do, whatever God puts on your heart, uh, again, 800-YES-WORD or at WFIL.com. Back in just a moment on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 418 on The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. Glad to have Michael Woolworth with Bible League joining us. Uh, day two joined us yesterday as well. Every year we've had the privilege and recent memory of working together to bring the Bibles, bring Bibles to them, you know, all, all over the world. Uh, and I, I love it because it's pretty straightforward and simple. The message of the word of God, how powerful and life-changing it is. And for those who have already accepted the Lord, an opportunity to obviously grow in their faith, have the playbook in hand, and uh, probably will be there. Maybe the, maybe their only copy they'll ever receive. So you're giving them their first and their last, very possibly. Right. So um, and I love it. Just five dollars can get the job done. Plus, the railroad track, if you will, is already laid out. I, I really think this is, you know, the infrastructure. You mentioned no passport needed, Michael. It's so much work has already been done. The relationships are in place. And we're just trying to help add the, the fuel to uh, the you know, keep the engine running. Yeah, you know, I want to mention, too, Tim, uh, thanks for being such a great uh, friend of Bible League. You and I have worked together for several years, and uh, I'm so grateful. The result is that literally thousands and thousands of Christians now have God's Word. Right now, 900 We'll have a Bible because your listeners have chosen to get involved. Our goal, $2,200 at $5 a Bible. And I'm in a moment, I'm going to take your listeners to uh, Tanzania, Africa. You've got audio cut number uh, 17. Uh, but let me say this. You know, Paul writes in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, I mentioned this yesterday, if one part of the body suffers, we suffer together. And occasionally I have a chance to pick up the phone, you know, kind of during my downtime on the days that we're together, I'll, I'll call uh, some of your listeners called a listener last year, I believe John and Gail uh, in Horsham uh, were, were their names. And I said, John, Gail, why'd you get involved? And, and a tough time to give. You know, in fact, you know, we've, we've prayed that people would not feel any pressure to give. I mean, these are tough times, right? If, if you can't give today, pray for those who have the means. And Gail said, you know, it, it occurred to my husband and me that we ought to find it intolerable that Christians around the world go without Bibles. We understand some of the dynamics that happen in some of these uh, countries, but uh, we have an opportunity today. Tim, they listen to the station all the time. They love you. They love the show, and that's who your listeners are. They don't just merely tune in and say, what an interesting uh, story, or yeah, what a difficult part of the world to live out your faith. They take that empathy a step further and put their, uh, you know, their faith in action with their most generous gift. Again, we've seen that with gifts of all sizes. We're 40% to our goal, 900 Bibles toward our goal of 2,200 Bibles. And uh, when it's good for you, I'd love to take your listeners to the country of Tanzania, Africa. For someone who is already involved in the work of maybe donating, I would just uh, say a vote of thanks because uh, people's lives have changed. Uh, someone might be contributing something very little, but that, that little counts. You might not know what is on the ground. People just contribute to just a minor, just a, a coin, but that coin counts. There is much accomplished down there. The little money that you give to us counts a lot, and we really appreciate 
Yeah, Tim, that's a pastor by the name of Anderson. He's coming to you from the continent of Africa. And what's he saying? Really a heartfelt thing. I mean, they're the ones that are on the front lines. What I do is pretty easy. You know, I mean, I do travel to Africa quite a bit. I've been to quite a few of these countries. But what they do on the front lines facing all the persecution, uh, the poverty, the remoteness, uh, the corrupt governments, I mean, they're the ones on the front line. And that's the heartfelt message I want your listeners to hear today is the, the appreciation for whatever gift you can make today. It makes a difference, he says. When he says down there, he's talking about sub-Saharan Africa. And I want to take your listeners to Tanzania, uh, Tim. Uh, as we mentioned, the phone number, 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. Just click the banner at WFIL.com. Uh, but uh, Tim, let me tell you about uh, 200 Christians right now that are praying for um, a Bible uh, in the country of Tanzania, Africa. I mentioned that I was there uh, yesterday when we were together, and it's everything you see in the pages of National Geographic. Absolutely beautiful with Mount Kilimanjaro. The Serengeti is here. And we were deep uh, in a village uh, in Tanzania, Africa. And I met a young boy about 12 years of age whose name is Barack, like the Old Testament uh, military uh, commander in the days of uh, Deborah. And uh, Barack uh, is an albino. If you suffer with albinism, you lack a pigmentation in your skin, hair, and eyes. And in this part of the world where witchcraft is so prominent, witch doctors see somebody like 12-year-old Barack as an evil spirit who is to be destroyed, not to be loved and nurtured. And so, Tim, one day on the way to school, uh, I know this is a little bit graphic, but I think your listeners need to hear this. With a machete, they cut off his left arm, the fingers on his right hand. They took his teeth. They took his tongue. But I like to say they could not take his joy. He is a born-again believer. And even though the father had left the family many years ago, could not deal with the boy's albinism, the mother Mary, she had a very long, beautiful African name. They shortened it to a Mary. We appreciated that. But she was determined years ago to raise her son to know and love Jesus, and they have together learned to forgive those who attacked and forever changed this boy's life. He had a whiteboard, Tim. He couldn't speak. His tongue had been uh, you know, cut out from, uh, from the recesses of his mouth, but he, he would write things down in Swahili. Um, I'm not a Swahili speaker, but one of the pastors who joined us would, would talk about just the joyful comments this young boy uh, would write down. And a hundred people initially came to Christ as a result of kind of looking onto the story and seeing the ability, the grace and the gumption on the part of Mary and her son Barack to forgive those that harmed them. And listen, if the story sounds familiar, it should. I've shared this in the past, and I'm back to tell you that another 100 Christians, a little over 100 people, have come to faith in Christ in this very remote village in Tanzania, Africa. And so that's the prayer today, not in for all, to all the suffering that people like young Barack faces uh, in that part of the world before the Word of God. And the reason is, Tim, there's no Christian bookstores, no discount retailers, you know, peddling inspirational books and Bibles. There's no Amazon to drop a box of Bibles into their village. If it will happen, it will happen because your listeners continue to keep things going today with every call and with every click. Michael Woolworth with Bible League is our guest today. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. He joined us yesterday and part two today just to continue the conversation about the endeavor we have, the partnership we have during this month of May, uh, 800-YES-WORD. Again, to help out, 800-YES-WORD or at WFIL.com. Uh, you mentioned a couple of things during your comments there, Michael, just made me think. I just want to remind folks, uh, you, know, you never know who's tuning into the radio station. Uh, for some, this might be the very first day they're listening in, and uh, others have listened for years or somewhere in between. And many folks are believers, although not everybody is. We've found in radio a lot of times people are just seeking and they're listening and they're considering. So, uh, you know, we welcome you and encourage you to open a Bible. You probably, if you're listening and you're in the States, you can find a Bible very easily or just look for it on your phone. Uh, but for the folks that we're talking about here, and I guess it's about a dozen countries, right, that we're, we're talking about in Africa that, that Bible League's yeah. specifically working with, don't have that luxury. And so um, the beauty of it is for $5, you can provide that. Word of God for someone, a new believer, to grow in their faith. And so that's that's part of what we do. Um, I, we have a couple of very special interviews coming up in the near term. We have Alistair Begg with Truth for Life, who comes up at 5 o'clock. He'll be joining us in the next couple of days. Uh, a gentleman named um, uh, Jack Phillips, you may remember him as the, uh, the mm. cake shop owner in Colorado, who did not yes. bake a cake for same-sex marriage. And he did the whole went to the Supreme Court, all kinds of stuff. He has a book out that just came out. He'll be joining us shortly. Those are interviews that will also hopefully encourage you in your faith. And this is where I'm getting at, Michael. You mentioned that people will tune in maybe because they appreciate how it helps them. And, and the rest of the station, the programs they hear, like Truth For Life, how it feeds them. But we, we want to hopefully during this hour uh, encourage people to, to also bless and push outward. 
And this is a very tangible way of being able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm thankful, I'm fed. As I listen to the station, I want to do something for someone else and help them have an opportunity to grow. So this is what we're doing with Michael today, and we, we've done the last number of years uh, bringing support in for Bibles is just, it's part of what we do, it's who we are, and and we think it's healthy for all of us. And, and not in a guilty way, like you mentioned earlier, it's a celebration of God has done a lot for me. I want to give that opportunity to somebody else. Uh, so again, 800-YES-WORD, if you're interested in helping out, 800 800- Yes, Word or WFIL.com. A very easy banner there. Open the floodgates. Bibles for Africa. Um, Michael, I wanted to I mentioned this yesterday, but it bears repeating today. I asked you, uh, just so folks understand the, how the, how these Bibles are distributed, the, the kind of the method, the method and the Project Philip part of it. Maybe you could explain a little bit. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good ministries, uh, Tim, here in the U.S. and abroad that actually just give out Bibles. I mean, that's there's a place for that. Um, we've uh, been uh, in uh, ministry for 83 years. Our genesis came uh, Good Friday, 1938, and the intent of our founders, a couple by the name of William and Betty Chapman, uh, was to engage people with the Word of God. In fact, in the Chicago area, where they lived, they would knock on doors. This came after uh, uh, Mr. Chapman had suffered a heart attack, uh, was expected not to survive. An elder of his church prayed over him, Tim, and prayed that his uh, health would be restored. And when that happened, that he would have a ministry. And of course, they had no idea what that looked like, but they wanted to see his health return. When it did, Tim, in obedience to and uh, in grateful response to the health being restored, they began to have a hunger to engage people in the Word of God, uh, to, to introduce people to Jesus Christ, and to turn them toward the hope of the gospel. And so we've never wavered from that. We've learned to refine ministry over the years, uh, but we've been true to that. And I know those uh, founders always envision caring groups of people like your listeners that would hear these stories, that would understand what God is doing, would see those people not half a world away, but uh, within uh, their spiritual family and do something uh, about it. We never go into a village, Tim, and kind of willy-nilly give out Bibles. I think you may have coined that phrase a couple of years ago, and I continue to use it. But anyway, these believers, uh, these uh, people that we uh, we engage in different villages, let's say in that Tanzanian village, uh, would go through Project Philip. Who's Philip? The evangelist in Acts 8, who led the Ethiopian eunuch to faith in Christ. He was uniquely positioned to be able to share what the Bible was talking about. Of course, the man that made the profession of faith, I believe, went back to Africa and took the gospel, and Africa's never been the same, frankly. So in the spirit of that, Philip, we help create uh, Philips around the world, men and women that can share their faith where God has them planted, and in some cases in very difficult parts of the world like Africa. And so at the tail end of that eight-week study, sometimes it's 12 weeks, you usually begin one-on-one, there's an invitation to begin looking at uh, the Gospel of John, what I like to call Christianity 101 paired together uh, in this, again, uh, multi-week study. And uh, what do they go over? Well, they learn how is Jesus both God and man? What does it mean to die to self? When Jesus says, if you want to be great in this kingdom, you'll learn to serve. And so I've actually been through this. So I can come on today and tell you that anywhere in the world, when somebody goes through that study, they are in a great place to begin their spiritual walk with Christ. But would you have it in most of the places where Bible League serves? If not all, uh, there is this dynamic that getting a Bible is, I know, so elementary the Christian faith, but so difficult. And so, Tim, we have uh, other friends of Bible that cover the cost of that Project Phillips study. There's other discipleship materials that come later in their walk. But at this point, we're simply inviting your listeners today to help us make good on our promise to put the Word of God in whatever language it is. could be Bimba, could be Portuguese, Shona, uh, Songa, Swahili into the hands and eventually into the hearts of these new believers at only $5 a Bible. And you asked a great question yesterday, how can we afford to do it at only $5 a Bible? And the answer to that is, long gone are the days where you would put a carton of Bibles on a ship, pray it gets there in six months. We work with printers all over the world who do print-on-demand, and as we meet goals, we see resources come in. Let's say for the 2,200 Bibles we're wanting to cover right now, we can say, hey, we've met that goal, we've exceeded it, whatever. Roll the presses, let's get the Bibles into these hands of these believers. And Tim, I can tell you, as I've traveled the world and I've handed out Bibles, I can tell you what a joy, what a joy to be able to tell these believers, your Bibles that you're praying for, they are coming. They are coming. Must be an amazing, amazing thing to see. I'm sure you've witnessed the, the first. In fact, I think you sent us a picture. Did you not? Uh, I, for, I forgot. I that, did, yeah. Right uh, of of watching someone who'd received their yeah, first. Yeah, that one. was the former village witch doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> woman by the way, name of uh, Mabel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's it's real. It's real. It's what's uh, it's really how you can help 
change the world from where you are. You don't. It's hard to believe in a way, but but on the other hand, I think people understand it's God's word, and God's word is the key part here. That's what's that's what's happening. So if you want to be part of that, as Michael's referring there, it's uh, simply eight hundred yes word to call up eight hundred yes word or. Uh, you can go to WFIL.com and click the Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa banner. Uh, Michael, we have enough time. Do you do you have a second to take us to Mozambique before we go to our next break? Or do you want to wait to do the break first and come back? And yeah, let me, let me take Mozambique. Uh, if you follow the news, you know it's not been too long ago that 20 Christians were beheaded by a sect of ISIS. In fact, we know those Christians, they were part of a congregation that actually utilizes uh, Bible League uh, study materials and Bibles. Tim, that's kind of the environment right now in the country of Mozambique, just off the uh, coast of Indian uh, Ocean. The man Tembe was the grandson of the village witch doctor. He never knew who Jesus was, never uh, even considered Christianity, had no idea what it was all about. Eventually uh, grew up, married, had a two sons, and one day those sons went missing. There was a search party uh, out for about two weeks. They found these boys both dead as the result of the grandfather's world of child sacrifice and demons. Absolutely a tragic story. The husband and wife, Timbe and his wife, fell into a deep depression until a Bible League volunteer trained to share Christ in very difficult circumstances knocked on their door, Tim, invited them to learn more about Jesus. Long story short, they have accepted Jesus. They are growing in their faith. In fact, they are leading these Project Philip studies that we're talking about there on the continent of Africa. And the prayer today is a result of their story is 150 Bibles are needed for whom? New Christians, people that have come to faith, having looked onto the story and see the hope that truly comes as a result of embracing the gospel. And so thank God for, uh, you know, the safety and security that we enjoy here. Most of us won't deal with those type of circumstances. Rejoice in that. But let me ask you, don't let the plea for Bibles in this story fall on deaf ears today. All it takes is $5 to send a Bible a gift of $100 would put uh, 20 of those Bibles uh, into the hands and hearts of the Christians that we're looking to serve today. 150 Bibles needed right now, Tim. And I tell you what, if uh, we, we need to get to our goal of 2,200 as quickly as we can. It's a big goal, I know, but if there's a group that can get it done, it is the WFIL listening family. Very good. Well, to do so, it's 800 uh, yes word, 800 yes word. I have the clip from, uh, is it Jamie or, or Jaime? How do I pronounce it? Yeah, why don't that? you play that? Yeah, it's a pastor by the name of uh, Jaime. Jaime. Yeah, he's in Mozambique. Okay. One occasion, I found a pastor that uh, was leading a church of 90 church members. And he was having one Bible that was starting from Exodus and ends to the Ephesians. And he was leading the church with that Bible. So when we went to give them the Bible, imagine joy. They sang, they danced, they cried, and they praised God for the gift of the Bible. Wow. Exodus to Ephesians. <laughs> so they say, wait, there's more. <laughs> That's amazing. Didn't even have a full Bible. Yeah, didn't even have a full Bible. You know, Tim, I know some of your listeners, like you say, they know us well. They know that we would never exaggerate. But some people may say, come on, Woolworth, are you kidding me? The only person was to, you know, to have a Bible was the pastor. And that's why I love these audio cuts from this man by the name of Jaime, Jaime in Mozambique, telling us what? The only one that had the Bible in that congregation was the pastor. But, oh, the joy that came. I mean, Tim, listen, I've bought a few Bibles, gotten a few as gifts over the years. I have to admit, I haven't exuded that type of joy, but, you know, truly we see that when we put the Bible into the hands of these new believers in Africa. If you want to help out, it's 800-YES-WORD. Of course you want to help, right? Even if it's one. Even if you've never given before. In fact, especially if you have never helped out before. I want to encourage you, if you've never given to Bible League before, to help out with this sort of work, that you call and say, I'll do one, I'll do two or five, uh, ten, whatever you want to do. 800-YES-WORD, jump on board, 800-YES-WORD, or at WFIL.com, you can click the uh, Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa banner. Down to 43 at night, kind of cloudy, a little drizzle. Tomorrow, some sun for a while with clouds in the afternoon, high 68. Flyers won last night to wrap up their season on the high note, 4-2. Phillies are at Washington this evening, 7:05, and the Sixers at Indiana tonight at 8 our goal, speaking of some numbers here, 2,200 Bibles in our partnership with Bible League during the month of May. We're off to a really good start. We're getting close to around the 40% mark. So 
Let's get to that goal, shall we? I'd love to blow by it, but if we get to it, that's good too. For sure. 800 yes word or WFIL.com. Keep our conversation with Michael Woolworth going in just a moment. WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. The other side of the world is not so far away. And the distance just dissolves into the love. Into love. AM560 WFIL.com, a classic from Rich Mullins. The other side of the world as we are being taken there with Michael Woolworth from Bible League. We've been in Tanzania and Mozambique and Zambia today, and I think we're going to Zimbabwe before long. No passport needed, no shots, no nothing. No, You can travel very light. <laughs> um, but it's great to be able to remember the message of that song there. Right, right out of the shoot, Rich Mullins reminding us that it's, uh, the distance just dissolves into the love. And, the, you know, if you saw someone nearby who needed the Word of God, hopefully, you, you know, you would give them a copy. Just because someone's further away from you physically doesn't mean that that has to mean anything other than, well, we have Bible to help bridge that gap. Here's $5. Let's get that person a Bible. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you for the work that you're doing, Michael, day by day. Yeah, well, and to you, Tim. Thanks for the invitation to be here today and for being such a great friend of Bible. You know, the result is uh, our partnership over many, many years, predates you, predates me, is that tens of thousands of Christians, people you won't meet this side of eternity, have God's Word because you have chosen to get involved. And again, make whatever size gift you can today. Be a part of this. I know we're going to hit this goal. As I said, we'll sing the Hallelujah Chorus, and it'll be gifts of all sizes. We've seen I'm looking at my list today right now. You know, a gift of two Bibles. Uh, we've we've seen a gift of fifteen hundred dollars for three hundred Bibles, and every level in between. Tim, that's how we're getting there today. And what a joy uh, to be with you. I'm trying to remember the name of the album. I know that was the album that had Awesome God. Was that The World as Best as I Remember It? Do you remember? I the, don't. The, 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 it was either that or Winds of Heaven stuff of Earth. I can't remember which one. Yeah, it was. you know what? That's what it was. You're, you, yeah. See, you're you're obviously the radio guy. You has, would know this. That's a dog exactly. On the front. What, He's sitting in a chair, and there's a dog at his feet. I remember that. <laughs> yes. Got some white sneakers or something, yes. anyway. The things, the things you remember. That's so. right. That's right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Let's take your. Yeah, Jim, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say Zimbabwe. I, I when I was a kid, we used to go to a place in Ventnor, New Jersey. It was called the Overseas Ministry Study Center, and it was a place where people went mm-hmm. to. Uh, missionaries would go on furlough. Oh, might be a week. Neat. Might be six months. And my dad had worked in missions, although we we stayed stateside. But we would go there every summer for a week week to a month. And I look forward to seeing friends of mine. We had the Everswick family. I remember still the, from uh, hmm. from Zimbabwe. They're missionaries there when we were kids. Nice. So uh, nice. yeah. Anyhow, so Zimbabwe uh, you know, rings a bell with me. Even how to spell it's a challenge, but uh, that's not the. You don't have to be able to spell these to be able to help. Let's put it that way. So why don't you share? We want to share about Zimbabwe a bit. Yeah, let me let me do that. Share this uh, audio cut number uh, seven from a man by the name of Anismo, uh, and then I'll come back and share a heartwarming yet difficult story from Zimbabwe, Africa. The Project Philip program, it has impacted lives in a positive way that a lot of people have been delivered from darkness into light. You know, where people were just like having one Bible, now you go to that church, they now have got 50 Bibles, they have got 100 Bibles, and after the minister or the teacher has given the gospel, they can now go back and read for themselves. And pastors can also now give the people assignments. People can now go and read the word of God. We have seen people growing spiritually. Bible League's vision and mission, it is being fulfilled in this nation. And Tim, frankly, we couldn't do it without your listeners. I mean, that's that's the truth of it. We really could not. In fact, I'm looking forward to the time when if we hit this goal that I can say, hey, roll the presses, send those Bibles. Uh, your Bibles uh, are coming. Yeah, what's the man saying? Onismo's saying all the difference that it makes when new believers have Bibles in their own language at a level they can understand. And uh, that's the ministry that you're helping uh, to uh, procure, put into place uh, today. Tim, let me tell you about a man by the name of Rangano. He's 80 years of age. You can be the one to put the Bible into his uh, hands today. What's his story? He was raised in a polygamist family. His father 
had 23 kids. In fact, uh, Rangano Child, nine of those 23, grew up in this very remote village in Zimbabwe, Africa. And I know you follow the news in the years past. You probably know this is where really the dictator Robert Mugabe made life very, very difficult for Zimbabweans. Uh, many people died. Many people were mistreated. Uh, this is where, I'm, uh, where uh, Rangano uh, lives. Here's his story. As he kind of grew up, began to dabble uh, not only in Islam, but also in other uh, pagan religions, he would always ask this question, is this really the truth? And one day a man by the name of Ding came into the village. He was Ding, a former Islamic extremist who about five years ago came to Saving Faith uh, through Jesus, uh, through, uh, through Bible League. Uh, Tim, he got a Bible uh, through a Bible League campaign. Uh, resolved to go back into that village and take the gospel, and that's exactly what he would do. And he would encounter this 80-year-old man by the name of Rangano and would unfold the gospel to him through Project Philip. We've been talking about that all hour today. And this man, Rangano, would ask that familiar question, what was it? Is this really true? And he would come to embrace it as the truth. And not long after that, Tim, about 200 people from that Islamic extremist village were taken to a very sa- a place of safety outside of that village, and they all had the same question for each other. You know what it was? You too? You too? What did they mean? All of them had come to place their faith in Jesus Christ. This man, Dean, had come into that village in a very quiet and yet winsome way, brought a few evangelists to them. They had introduced many of these people to Jesus Christ, started some of those Project Philip Bible studies in a very quiet way. And today, there's 200 believers who are truly outnumbered. But I can tell you, Tim, they are proclaiming the name of Jesus today, and they are not asking for us. They don't want our pity. They're not asking us to pray for an abrupt end to all the pressure they face. When you leave Islam, you come into the Christian faith, there's a tremendous amount of pressure from your family to uh, reconvert back to to, uh, uh, Islam. But I can tell you, they're focused on Jesus. And today, there's a need for two hundred Bibles, a thousand dollar gift, or maybe a little more uh, palatable would be uh, 10 of you making a gift of 20 Bibles each. And if we can see that happen, Tim, I can let them know the Bibles are coming. Listen, before I toss it back to you, I have a Bible in the Songa language. That is the language spoken in this village in remote Zimbabwe, Africa. There's quite a few languages spoken in that country. We're talking about Songa. I open this. Uh, I can't read it. Couldn't tell you where John 3.16 was, but I can tell you uh, what, what I'm holding in my hand right now. These Christians in Zimbabwe would give anything. They would give absolutely anything to have the Word of God. And, Tim, that's exactly why we're here today doing this kingdom business. Michael Woolworth with Bible League, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia. If you want to help, 800-YES-WORDS, the number, 800-YES-WORD, or click the Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa banner right at WFIL.com, easy on our homepage there. I think it's not only, I mean, it's exciting on many levels, the, the opportunity to give God's Word to somebody else right there. The fact that it's $5 right there, but you just touched on something. The fact that it's in their language, I mean, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess it should be. Like, not everybody understands English, but... That alone could cost, you know, the cost of translation. It's a really incredible bargain, if you want to call it that, for the opportunity for this to happen. I, I don't think that should be lost on people, considering Bible League works in, I don't know, how many countries? It's like tons of them. So to, to get it into their language is no small feat. Yeah, you know, when we do these campaigns, and we utilize wonderful Christian stations just like this one all over the country, and inevitably somebody will rush down to the station, Tim, because <laughs> they hear the need, they want to do something. What do they have? A box of old uh, Bibles from the basement or the garage. They're all English. And that will not help somebody who speaks Swahili or Bimba or Sangha or Shona, Portuguese, one of the other languages we've talked about today. And so, yeah, Bible League, really, God has allowed us to be positioned around the world 83 years we have the relationships with the under-resourced churches that we're talking about today. We've had the means to be able to do the translation work and the publishing. And we're simply praying that, uh, that the, the lesser lifting, if you will, the lighter lifting, which is no less important, will come into play today. And listen, that's where your listeners come in. And so please understand, this is kingdom work. It's holy business. And listen, your evangelistic efforts, they may not always net 200 new Christians like in this village in Zimbabwe, Africa. But make no mistake about it, what we're inviting you to do today is no less important at $5 a Bible. Let me toss it back to you here in a second, Tim. But let me say thanks to Brian of Norristown. We've had a gift from David of Bridgeport, previous gift from Lee of Doylestown, Randy of Philadelphia, Diana of Philadelphia, 
Salvador of Philadelphia. We've heard from Iris of Telford, Ronald of Philadelphia, and as I mentioned, a wonderful $1,500 gift, Carmen of Audubon, New Jersey, putting us about 900 Bibles toward our goal of 2,200 Bibles. It happens with every call and every click. And listeners, you're helping us get it done today. 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. Let's take a final quick last break here. I'm going to come back and wrap up our conversation with Michael Woolworth with Bible League one more time to step in and help. It's a $5 contribution. Uh, a beautiful teaching opportunity, too. Moms and dads with the kids, everybody pitching. How about everybody around the dinner table says, I'll do one, I'll do one, I'll do one. Everybody, everybody does five. Let's say five at the house, $25 gift, and you, you're, as a family, providing five Bibles for another family somewhere else or five believers. But maybe you can do more than that. Or dads, you know, match your kids or offer them some kind of a job or some kind of incentive, perhaps, where they can earn and you'll donate in their honor if they do certain things. There's lots of creative ways you can do it and make it something that you're celebrating, not a drudgery thing, not a, not a, a, a guilty thing at all, but just I really want to give what has brought life to me. So thank you for those who have done that. Many more I know have not yet, but still could for sure. 800-YES-WORD the number. 800-YES-WORD. That's 800 800- Nine uh, six seven. I'm sorry, 937-9673, 800-937-9673, or click the Bibles for Africa, open the floodgates banner at WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 4.51 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Woolworth with uh, Bible League is our guest. Michael, do we have time to go to Kenya, do you think? Yeah, we do have time. If you want to play this audio cut from uh, Pastor David, it's audio number uh, six from Kenya, Africa. People are so thirsty and hungry to have the Word of God here in Luita. And not only here in Luita, but I'm now getting calls from the neighborhood all over Masail and telling me, oh, how can we get this Bible? The land is thirsty for the Word of God. And I think it's the right time when we need to avail it more because uh, people are ready to read the Word of God. Mm. Yeah, Tim, it's been great to share these audio cuts. If I could bust all these folks in, these heroes of the faith, I like to call them, you would want to hear from me. You'd want to hear from them all hour. But what are they saying? We're not asking today for you to drill a well or send medicine or build shelter against very important causes. It is to send the Word of God because there is a tremendous thirst on the continent of Africa. It's here where Christianity is growing in the greatest numbers, and yet we estimate that as many as nine of ten Christians in places like Kenya are denied God's Word. Tim, this is a great story. It's fresh. It did not uh, happen without uh, a lot of prayer. Let me tell you what happened. In Kenya, where the famous Maasai people, you've probably heard about these folks, seen them in the pages of National Geographic, they wear very uh, colorful garb. They are steeped in spiritual darkness, though, Tim. I can tell you they embrace lots of paganism, animism, which is the belief that there are spirits and places and things. And not too long ago, the Maasai chief, the man in charge of all the information that flows in and out of uh, this uh, tribe of about 2 million people, had a vision, if you will. I think somebody had talked to him about uh, the Bible, and he saw this kind of this vision, if you will, of a red book coming. And it was the Bible, Tim. And it, it was it, kind of in a way, again, I think, I think God working in his heart, somebody sharing the gospel with him. He approved the Bible to come in. That has meant everything to the Messiah people. I can tell you thousands and thousands every single week are coming to place their faith in Jesus Christ and again, this is a big deal. We found out there were plenty of Christians that were praying for that man's salvation. I'm not saying he's come to saving faith yet, but he understood that Christianity was something that he needed to uh, stop uh, avoiding, stop uh, prohibiting. And again, the result for the Maasai people, this famous tribe of two million people on the continent of Africa, are coming to place their faith in Jesus Christ. And Tim, if you would look at the news maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago, the statistics would tell you that Christianity in that part of uh, Kenya, non-existent. People didn't follow Jesus, didn't know who he was, but today they call him Jesus, they call him Lord and Savior, and he's the great lover of their soul. And I can tell you it's absolutely amazing that Bible League gets to be a part of this today. And listeners, that's what we're asking you to do today. We're inviting you to step into the story of these believers. I know they're not in your local church, but nevertheless, they're part of our spiritual family. And Tim, that's why we're about the halfway mark, closing in on that halfway mark to our goal of 2,200 Bibles. And what a joy to be here today to kind of paint a picture through these stories, give you an intimate look uh, into the lives of the Christians that we're supporting through this campaign that we're calling Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. 
more than anything today, I pray that you'll be uh, reminded that the gospel is going forth, the name of Jesus is being lifted high in places where people never knew him, right? And we get to be a part of the story of uh, these Christians. And if I may, just real quick, let me mention a handful of names. Dorcas is in Ethiopia, widowed mother of three, lives in a very remote part uh, north of uh, Addis Ababa, praying for a Bible. Kwame is in Rwanda, uh, has led about 100 people to Christ. There's a big need for Bibles in that country. And then Anya is in South Africa, shunned by the Zulu uh, tribal family. When she came to embrace Jesus, she's praying for a Bible. And in our final seconds together, let me say thanks to Lawrence of uh, Alden, a gift of 20 Bibles. Wally, thank you for your gift. Carol, Clifton, Patricia, Carmen, Andrea, in the last few moments, a gift from Hatfield, uh, PA. Tim, even though you and I are wrapping up our time together, our operators will continue to stand by. Listen, we're believing we'll hit this goal of 2,200 Bibles. We want to do it before we run out, we, we run out of the month of May, if you will. And, Tim, it's a big goal, but if there's somebody who can get it done, it's Tim DeMoss <laughs> and the WFIL listening family. No pressure there, brother. No, not at all. The reality is I know that the, each of our listeners uh, you know, has been appreciative of hearing what you've been sharing firsthand, especially because you've been in the field sharing those audio cuts, too. And it's a privilege to be able to – I have no fear of bringing this message to people because I know it's part of what life's supposed to be about. God didn't save us just to, just for our own individual selves. We each matter eternally. We're made in his image. But so are all the people you're talking about. And so uh, we can have – join hands with Bible League. at $5 it gets that done. Uh, I would encourage lots – I mentioned a while ago, Michael, you know, there's a lot of new believers. I mean, new mm-hmm. givers. People have never given before. They've heard about it many times. Maybe every year they hear about it, and, oh, okay, I'm glad somebody else did that. Uh, so let's let's be encouraged to jump on board. Uh, maybe in the last seconds here, any thoughts on the mm-hmm. on the new givers as far as getting those types of folks involved? Well, listen, $5, uh, it's, it's a Bible. I mean, it's a price point we all understand, right? Uh, tissues, uh, disinfected, all those things to think that $5 puts a Bible into the hands and hearts of these new believers. Listen, Tim, you and I know how deep, how wide, how long, how high is the love of Christ. And now these believers, 900 to date, will be able to experience that as well. That's fantastic. Michael, thank you for taking time with us. And uh, we're looking forward to continuing to update people on our site at WFIL.com. Uh, and we have a little scoreboard there going. So thanks again, thanks, Michael. Tim. God bless yeah, you. Yeah, great friend. job today. <laughs> you too. You can help out at 800-YES-WORD. $5 gets the Bible to one of the believers that we're working with in a dozen countries in Africa. Open the floodgates. Bibles for Africa is the banner at WFIL.com. Or again, simply call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. Thank you so much for listening in. God bless you as you consider and hopefully help out in our partnership with Bible League. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.